Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Tim Bornhold, who is the co-founder of JMG, which stands for the Jed Mahonis Group. He also has a podcast show called Constant Variables, and uh, his website is jmg.mn. So without further ado, Tim, welcome to the show. Jen, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were talking about this a little offline. Since we both are podcasters, I'm just really excited to, um, I don't know, take it easy with you. <laughs> yeah, well, well I, it's my job to try to make things easier for the guests. So it's like when we're both making it easier for each other, um, <laughs> then we're, we're just going to have a fun conversation. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Well, you know, uh, at the time of this recording, we're about halfway through the year of 2021. So I thought I'd ask you, how's the new year treating you so far? You know, I, I feel an immense amount of privilege in the way that my life has been set up in the way that it's going. And I really have no complaints, uh, you know, for my own, myself personally, I have, I have plenty of complaints for the world at large <laughs> in the way that things have been going and being based in Minneapolis, obviously there's, there may be one or two things going on in my backyard that are, uh, concerning <laughs> to say the least, but, um, you know, overall though, business-wise things have been going pretty well. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And like you said, there are other things that uh, we have thoughts about, but in the meantime, it sounds like you're doing pretty well in regards to your business and just your overall livelihood. So I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Tim, I'm very excited to talk about your company, JMG, or the Jed Mahonis Group, um, uh, spelled out. And uh, you do something really awesome. You help um, businesses with um, creating mobile apps. And not, not just that, but helping them really integrate the mobile app into their business where it feels comfortable for them. So tell us about that. Yeah. So we meet with all kinds of organizations, all kinds of different people that uh, just find software to be very challenging and confusing. And we all have software that we have to use for our jobs that makes our jobs harder, ironically. And as somebody, I've been building web software since I was in first grade. So I have, anytime I've ever come across a problem with tech, I can just solve it myself. But but most people don't have that luxury or capability. So uh, it's really my job to try to help demystify technology and make it so people don't think that we have these wizard hats and long white beards that we just wave a wand and say, voila, it's magic. Um, no, we want to find ways to make technology make your business easier and more efficient. Yeah, I think that's really incredible, Tim. What did you make in first grade? <laughs> the fact that you've been <laughs> in this space for so long, what, what was the first thing you made in regards to, you know, let's say like a mobile app? Well, the first website I ever made was called Tim's World. Uh, and that was a, uh, it, it was basically just me and putting up things like uh, I was really into Animorphs at the time and uh, The Simpsons and different things like that. So it was just a fan page like we did back in the mid-90s. Um, and mobile app-wise, uh, my first app was an app called the Random Celebrity Generator, uh, which just random, you'd tap a button and it would give, give you a random celebrity. So it those are that's kind of my uh, foray into web development. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. The Random Celebrity Generator. Uh, what was the purpose of that? <laughs> 
So my, my friends and I would always just try to think of the most random celebrities that we could think of. And uh, I just, again, being a nerd, like that's a problem that I had. So I solved it with app, made a giant list of celebrities and that was it. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's incredible. You know, I, I, when I think about my um, kind of introduction to the internet, I was introduced to like MSN chat rooms, I think in uh, back in fifth grade, I, I'm a millennial 33 today back then. I think, yeah, fifth grade. So I don't know how young I was, but I know it was like during the time when MSN was still a really big thing. Um, and the internet had just kind of stuck with me throughout the years. Um, and, you know, even till today, the majority of my self-employment has been thanks to the internet. So uh, I think it's incredible how for you, you know, at a very young age, you were able to, you know, create a website, create a mobile app of sorts. Um, so that, you know, fast forward to today, what comes, what is second nature to you, um, it sounds like you're coming to find that that is not second nature to the average person. And so for you to be able to sort of speak that, translate that, that second language in a sense to someone who doesn't understand technology. Um, when did you, when did you start to know that you had that skill set, or maybe that, that second language to be able to, you know, verbalize that to people who may not be as tech savvy? I think uh, anyone that is tech savvy learns at the earliest age of when their parents say, hey, the TV doesn't work or hey, this this tech piece of thing doesn't work. And you just become the de facto IT person. And that was kind of me. And for me, it was just like, I'm just Googling things. I'm just looking up things on the internet. It's not like I really know all this stuff, but then over the years, it all kind of adds up. And um, so, yeah, I, I think what what's really driven me is I've always been really curious as to how things work and technology has always seemed to be like just a, a constant layer that can be touching, you know, pretty much every industry. It does touch every industry. So mm-hmm. it's for me, it's really fun to be able to take technology and learn a new industry like healthcare or finance or sports and find ways to, that I can apply my skill set to make these other industries, you know, have a, a, a little bit more efficient or a little bit better way of doing things. Yeah, absolutely. And Tim, you have a vast portfolio. You've worked with businesses of all shapes and sizes from startups to Fortune 500 companies. Um, Whether you want to name drop or not, uh, give us an example of a favorite company or client that you've recently uh, worked with um, in helping them uh, create that customized mobile software. Yeah, I, I think the one that we're really um, working really hard on right now, we're going to be launching this app either, you know, ideally the end of this week, um, mm-hmm. is an app called Turn Signal, And it's three founders here in the Twin Cities that uh, they, they're attorneys and they wanted to build software where when you get pulled over by the police, you can touch one button and it starts a video chat with an attorney so that an attorney can be just present with you in the vehicle and both the, the officer and the civilian can get home safely. And, and it's being, again, where we are in Minneapolis, uh, it's nice to be part of the solution and finding ways instead of just yelling angry rhetoric at each other. Like, why don't we actually use technology to find ways to help everybody out and, and you know, do what we used to do, which is work together. Yeah. Wow. I think that's a uh, really astounding considering how I think about the times when uh, I would get pulled over <laughs> uh, by a cop and just sort of the emotions are high, you know, emotions are high. It's very easy yeah. to, you know, make the wrong mistake, but to be able to use an app like that to like, you know, just call your attorney and have them on video readily available. I don't think it's necessarily a way to intimidate the police officer, but more so to just have that middle person, right. To be able to make sure that you're all on the same yeah. page about what's happening because yeah, just as we all know, and, and 
uh, media today, there's a lot going on um, and misunderstanding in regards to, let's say, the police and and the people that encounter them. And so to be able to have that middle person, you know, that's a pretty smart thing for these attorneys to, to put together. Yes, it, it, I think it's really uh, it's really interesting that when people have problems out in the world that uh it's it's really cool to be able to use the technology skills that we have to bring those ideas to life. And it's like, it, it doesn't even have to be anything like huge and massive, but just doing small things with businesses to make small improvements here and there. Um, those little small improvements add up, even if it's not like a direct return on investment with money, it's like you're saving time and you're making your employees happier because they don't have to do mundane things. You know, like we can make tech work for us and do have tech do the things that tech's good at and let humans do the things that humans are good at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of makes it, um, you know, I think, I think very often, uh, technology can be sort of seen as a double-edged sword, uh, like with social media, for example, like it's a great way to, uh, really, uh, stay connected with friends and family, but at the same time, it could be, um, just a, a very, uh, uh, unsettling ground of discussions on politics or any other polarizing things. And so <sighs> it's great to be able to uh, use technology that works in our favor, that actually helps us connect and communicate better, you know? And so again, just, you know, kudos to you and, and what you're doing, not just, um, you know, providing this for the client, but also uh, communicating with them with how easy it is for them to integrate, let's say this mobile app into their business. Yeah. And, and, it, and people think that it has to be this huge, massive undertaking to, to make changes in your company. And it really, it can start super small. Like if you have two pieces of software that you have to use that don't talk to each other, just start there, like find somebody that can help you bridge the two together and save you some time. Like it doesn't have to be uh, investing millions of dollars into a new Salesforce build out or something like that. Like it could be a small, steady growth of, uh, of technology. And as soon as you start to see the benefits, then your mind really starts spinning. Cause you kind of get, uh, you know, what you can do to make things better in, in your own, in your own business. So Tim, you know, I am very interested in learning more about the process of when clients work with you. So, so tell us about that from the moment they walk through your doors, whether virtually or physically, um, what does that look like for them to be able to, uh, create a customized mobile software for their business? Yeah. So we follow, uh, it pretty much industry standard has a similar process, but we call ours the app development life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what we do is we start with strategy. So we work with you really try to get to understand your business and learn what it, what makes it tick and how we can actually be more uh, helpful in making your, your business more efficient. Once we figure out what that looks like, we then go out and design it. So mm-hmm. we build a clickable prototype, wireframes, all the stuff that you need to be able to actually visualize what your app is going to do and how it's going to work. Um, once we know how it's going to work, then we hand it to our development team and they go out and actually build it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that phase, we also move into a testing phase because you obviously don't want to put software out there that's crashy and buggy and all that stuff. Uh, so we make sure that it's tested and it's working as you would expect it to. Then mm-hmm. we deploy it, which is submitting it to the App Store or to Google Play. Uh, and then once it's out in the world, we start collecting user feedback and we hear what is great, what is maybe not so great. And then we roll right into another strategy strategy phase where we Mm. figure out all those ideas and we start working on the next version of the app. And it's just this continual cycle of uh, taking in feedback from your actual users and incorporating it into your app. Yeah, no, I think that's really awesome. And uh, although that is uh, considered 
uh, industry standard, that is still uh, very good to know, you know, starting from that strategy phase to the design, to getting it to the development team to test it out, to deploy it, uh, to that customer feedback, uh, and then doing the strategy all over again, um, and ultimately just doing what you can to continue the, to evolve the app. Um, I think that's quite fascinating. It's, it's almost like uh, growing a plant of sorts. It's like, you got to keep water, you got to keep, you know, allowing it to grow, maybe putting it in the right light of sorts. And it sounds like you, in a sense, do that with app as with an app as well. Yeah, I, I think the analogy a lot of people use is it's a lot like building a house. Because mm. like once you've built your house, it's not like you're done, right? Like you own a house, then you have to continue to put in all the new, you know, plumbing, or you need to put in a new room, or you add on, or whatever. And that's that's how app development can be often is uh, a lot like owning a house. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that uh, analogy. That was probably a lot better than the one that I came up with. <laughs> Um, awesome. <laughs> well, well I've, uh, I've had years to perfect mine. You, you came with years right off the cuff. So I, I commend you for that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. I am. I, I try to get really good at doing impromptu analogies and stuff. So the more I, I try, I think the better I get, but who knows? I mean, the listeners can be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, well, Tim, let me know. So obviously you've worked with a lot of incredible companies. What do you feel like is the number one feedback um, that you get from your customers or, or the number one reason that you hear quite often that they appreciate in regards to working with you? I think ours is our communication style. Mm -hmm. um, we try to be as communicative as possible. And I think when you work with a lot of tech companies, they like to talk over you and just constantly prove how smart they are and mm. how much they know about technology. But I find it's a lot better to be a partner and to actually explain, uh, here's what the tech does so that my customers can understand and then kind of go off on their own and come back and we work together. So I think uh, our collaborative nature and our uh, ability to communicate things clearly is really why people keep coming back to us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I, I do appreciate that because, you know, I tend to be, uh, let's say, intimidated by uh, just very tech savvy people like software development, whatever, because I just feel like they're speaking a completely different language where I'm just like, I don't know, just give me the app. I just want to make sure it, it works, you know, but uh, I really like that. Again, that sort of that second language that you have that you're able to, you know, translate it to your um, customers um, so that they feel comfortable in using the app and they they trust you. And I, and I imagine that, you know, with that experience, experience, they probably refer more business your way because they feel like, Hey, like these guys, they're, they're crazy tech savvy, but they can communicate it in a way that doesn't make us feel, you know, like dumb or like, we don't know like what they're <laughs> talking about. And I just think that's incredible to create, you know, to really create that uh, comfortable environment for both parties. Yeah, I think a lot of businesses just lack empathy. And that's really what I try to bring to the table is, is uh, like you said, a lot of metaphors. Uh, mm -hmm. That's basically how I communicate is in metaphors because you people don't understand when I talk about like, uh, for example, we were watching a documentary and they were talking about like tracing IP addresses. That mm -hmm. means nothing to nobody, right? But to me, it's like, I know exactly what that means. So it's talking about like, hey, every address, it's like an address address in real space, like your, your home address, your office address. Like that's basically what an IP address is and being able to explain to people like that. It's like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like, you don't need to know how it works. You just need to know like just a high level and, and that makes technology a lot more approachable and therefore a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a, those now, like, I didn't even know, I mean, I've heard of an IP address, but the way that you describe it just now, I was like, oh yeah, that's like a home address. Okay. I get it now. Like, I don't care how it works. I just know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think that's incredible. Um, well, Tim, I, I, wow. I just feel like we covered a lot in regards to JMG and, uh, I do want to shift gears here a bit, uh, to just kind of talk directly to the entrepreneur, but before I do, um, is there anything you want people to know about the Jed Mahonis group? No, I, I'd say if you're interested in mobile app at all, mobile apps, uh, Find out you can find our website jmg.mn, uh, and we also have a podcast. If you're enjoying this one, uh, Constant Variables is the name of our show, and we uh, talk about t- technical topics in a very non-technical way. It's again a lot of metaphors. So if you're interested in this space, uh, check that out. We have a lot of really great guests and a lot of great content. Very cool. You have to tell me uh, where did the name Constant Variables come from? Honestly, I can't even remember. I I, I think, uh, you know, with, with, because ver- we were just playing around with names and I was like, you know, variability, like, cause variables are a, a common structure in software. So, mm. um, and then so are constants. And so I was just thinking like, well, that's, you know, uh, one of those like clever hypocritical names and like, <laughs> I am the worst at naming things in general. So I don't know how I pulled that one out, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take it. I just, it was an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Just take the credit. Cause it's a pretty, pretty clever name, I think. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Tim, as we wrap up here, uh, as I mentioned, you know, the show really speaks towards small business owners and entrepreneurs who I want to say want to be more thoughtful. So uh, any parting advice that you want to share to the entrepreneur directly that's listening to our conversation today? I'm sorry that you you cut out just when you asked this, the top of the question. Yeah. Okay. So I will say it again. Um Yeah. So Tim, before we get going, I just want to make sure that we've covered all our bases here and that you share everything you want to share to our entrepreneurs today. So any parting advice you want to share with them before we go? Yeah. I I think whenever I think about entrepreneurship, I think of, I mean, a lot of people quote Steve Jobs, but there's one specific Steve Jobs video on YouTube where he talks about life and how uh, life is made up of uh, things that were made up by people that are no smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And I, I always take that to heart, uh, knowing that once you realize that just whatever we look at around us is things that we can push and pull and make the way that we think it should be, um, the world opens up to you. So as an entrepreneur, if you see something and you're like, I don't think that's necessarily the way I would do it, go and do it your way. It's probably the right way. And in, mm. if it's not the right way, it's at least going to speak to other people. So don't be afraid to go out and blaze your own trail and and try making life the way that you think it should be. Thanks for saying that, Tim. I think that is a very encouraging advice to give to our listeners who, even though they are listening to the show and trying to get those um, golden nuggets to apply, ultimately, it really is about blazing your own trail um, and, and you know, taking taking these lessons, but doing it, you know, kind of implementing them in your own style um, or not taking them at all and going a completely different direction. The point is it's your life <laughs> and exactly. you can do what you want to do. So um, other than that, Tim, I, wow, I just really enjoyed our conversation today. I want to thank you again for your time. It was a pleasure having you. Jen, you're such a great interviewer and I really (laughs) appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. And again, to our listeners, this is Tim Bornhold, who is the co-founder of JMG, which stands for the Jed Mahonis Group. You can learn more about him and his company at jmg.mn and also check out his podcast, Constant Variables. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or 
post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.